Friday Couch Attack, episode 50. We made it to 50 podcast episodes. This is mad. This is insane. And I wish we had more time. And I wish I had done this in person because uh, it's a good week to be doing it, but it's a bad week to be doing it. It's a good week in, in terms of sport and the world of football and the world of the world that we're in at the moment. But it's a bad week for me, the host, who just happens to be at university, handing in free assignments tomorrow, whilst I've got like two and two done and one nearly done. So got to get back to my, got my work and that's what I've got prize out these days but got my cousin Adam back on the podcast how you doing Adam are you okay I'm good man good how are you doing yeah good thanks uh, it's just been bad in the cricket this week it's been decent in the football England playing Albania tomorrow most likely going to qualify for the World Cup in 2022 but because it's the 50th episode I know for a fact we're all going to listen back at this it won't be the biggest thing or the best thing to be talking about the international break so I thought we'd just do mm-hmm. something fun um, just something different for the listeners to listen to today. So it's just basically going to be our personal favourites. We're, do- we're doing 50 things we love about football. So this will be very fun and very convers- very hotly debated in a way. So we've got 50 things to talk about. We're split into different segments. So it's been quite fun to discuss how we're going to do it. We'll just go one at a time and it's going to be um, just off the cuff. It's going to be off the cuff. We haven't prepared for this. We haven't planned for this. I'm just there like, you know what? Let's get some content out this week. Let's do it a bit differently then prepare for what we normally do. So hopefully we'll have some fun in the next 15, 20 minutes to have along this podcast and think. Maybe even longer. Yeah. All right, let's go. 50 let's things go. you love about football. Um, so the first 10 things you're talking about, 50, 10, 50 things you love about football, the first 10 things is uh, your top 10 uh, former players that you like. So it can be 10, bet- we'll do 10 between us and we'll get, get things done easier and we can just go on all day. Ones that we've ones that we've seen, we can't mention any historic players. We can't mention like Pele, Maradona, Lothar yeah. Mateus, because we just like Johan Cruyff, the one yeah. that I always wear on this podcast when it's winter now. We can't mention them. That's two players that we've seen properly. Yeah. Um, first thing first, being a Manchester United fan, being someone who loved the club since I was, I was a young boy, um, someone who I really watched up and thought, you know, this guy's an amazing footballer. I really wish I saw him live and I really wish I had the opportunity to see him properly in person as well. And that man is Pierre Henry. Me and I've had United fan, he tormented us for years, man. He ruined, he ruined our defences. And our defence wasn't even the worst defence, he just ruined it completely. Yeah. Uh, and the likes of like Rio Ferdinand, Gary Neville, Patrice Evra, um, uh, Vinic was coming through, but like the Sylvester. Along the and the man of Vinic was insane, but yeah. Uh, number one on the list for me, this is in no particular order, by the way. We can just make up the list as we go along. We'll put it on our social media, and we'll just put it in a random, random jumbled order of yeah. top things that we love about football. But the way he played football, he was insane, and I loved it. Um, I love the way he played football. And even just looking back on him now, because we've done a few things about Thierry Henry on this podcast previously, and I'm just there, like, looking back at his, his old footage for Arsenal and for Barcelona and France, mm. he was insane. And a lot of people didn't appreciate him at the time because there are so many amazing strikers out there. I think Thierry Henry was someone, um, someone that I love about being a football fan, really. That's number one on, on the list. Are you going to stick with him or are you going to add a new one to the list? Like, do you agree or are you going to go for someone else on the list? No, I agree. He can be on the list. He's on the list. He's on the list. Go on and add number two to the list. Number two, I'm going to go for Ronaldo Nazario, Brazilian Ronaldo Oh my days, this guy, I have so many good childhood memories of him because as as we were growing up, like we didn't have guy sports, so we didn't watch La Liga every week or uh, the Eredivisie when he was at PSD or in Serie A. We'd watch the Serie A show on Channel 4. Yeah. But it'd be the World Cup and it'd be the Champions League where you get to see these amazing players, these large players. Champions League. Champions League. He'd destroy destroy everyone. Like any defensive pedigree, just destroy him. I remember um, being in um, Uncle's house watching the Man United versus Real Madrid second leg. Oh, yeah. Got a standing ovation. Standing ovation up for a hat trick. And I'm just there, like, that was the first time like, as a child. I was like, what can you do? What can you do about that? Because normally I'd be like shouting, oh, I defend the graphics, the better. Ronaldo is not very good, but like, you can't do anything about it. I don't think any defense could have done anything against him when he was in that kind of form. When he's in that kind of form, like he's inspired so many people around the world about how the way he played football, the way you take on goalkeepers, and Germany, especially in 2002, um, the World Cup final, gets yeah. one of the best keepers we've ever, we've ever seen in all of the camp. 
and just slotted two past them as well, which was brilliant. In, in my mind, he's probably the best number nine I've ever seen. Ooh. It's debatable because of it's what he won. Definitely, definitely of what he what he didn't win and what he won, but for he never me, won the Champions League. That's the thing. Exactly. He, won the World Cup. he never won the Champions League. But for me, skill wise, finishing wise, physically wise, physicality wise, the best ever. Number nine. For me, I wish I saw him. I wish I was old enough to remember that 1998 World Cup because I can only remember our that as well and people going back and talking about how amazing he was. I, I remember that. I remember that 98 World Cup final. It was like, I was what, seven, eight? Mm. But it's like, I remember before the game when the, when the team sheet came out and Ronaldo wasn't there because of his infamous tongue-swallowing incident. Mm-hmm. If I can remember correctly, I cried because I wanted to see Ronaldo play for Brazil. And then half an hour later, it was like he was back on the team sheet. But oh, he's back. He's ready. I was like, oh, wow. And then I remember watching it, but he wasn't even in the game. Mm. And, you know, Brazil losing, that made me cry again. <laughs> I remember that. Always seeing France win in our lifetimes. 1998. I think I think I remember that World Cup just for watching Ronaldo play. Yeah, no, I, I can I completely agree. From what I see, Chris, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo compared to Ronaldo Nazario, I know they're two different players with the same name, but they're still yeah. two players that brought joy to the masses in terms of playing football. So yeah. uh, Ronaldo Nazario, that's number two on the list. Number three is someone who I really enjoy watching, who I've enjoyed watching over the years. Um, his name is uh, Arjen Robin. I think Arjen Robin has been a fantastic yeah. player. Uh, probably didn't get as much um, praise as he deserved, mostly because he was Mr. Wembley. Time Mr. Wembley um, turning up in the 2013 final with that last-minute winner, insane finish um, to yeah. that game. And someone who could have won it in 2012 as well, but obviously he missed that penalty against Petr Cech, but he was a joy to watch. Almost winning the World Cup for the Netherlands as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he came back mentally so many times as well from all of these injuries, from all of these... Um, little things about missing the chance to walk a final against Cassius, missing that penalty against Petr and you're thinking, is it ever going to be his day in the sun? And he got yeah. his day in the sun in 2013, which is really good to see from Aya Roberts. He's a fantastic player, someone who you just watch and you're just, you just lit up with joy. Not when he was playing as Man United because you're just lit <laughs> up with him, which, which we saw. Um, Brilliant winger coming in on the left and just bending it into the top corner. The thing with Arjun Robin is, for me, when you when when we were younger, we see a lot of wingers going back into the midfield or back up to the, um, the strikers because they had less to do and less to worry about. And they weren't as threatening as they once were in their youth. But Arjun Robin and Frank Ribery, they continued into their mid thirties, mid uh, yeah, mid thirties, yeah. yeah. still play as wingers because they're still as threatening them as Frank. They had so much pace. They had so much pace. Even when they were like thirty-four, they had so much pace. They were, they were just amazing to watch and it was really cool to see Aya mm. Robin in the Premier League mostly at my immediate Robin was like so predictable but he'd always do what he wanted to do and like you always knew what you knew what he was going to do he was going to come in from the left from the right and hit with his mm. left to the top corner it was always a goal that's it that's, that's how it is but Aya Robin that trademark finish that trademark run we, we destroyed him. Barcelona that one time in the Champions League Frightening, frightening player. Great, there's great players to have on the list. Um, so yeah, who have you got for number four? Again, no particular order. I'm going to go for another Real Madrid, former Real Madrid player. Didn't it down. Brilliant manager, but even but even more wonderful footballer. You can't you can't love football if you don't love Zidane Zidane. People say you can't love football if you don't love Ronaldinho. But I think you don't love Zidane, you don't love football because the way he plays the game, such poise and grace, determination, just, class. just just elegant class. That's all it was. The class in the 2006 World Cup as well. You just said like, he's the oldest player in the tournament. That game against Brazil, I think it was yeah. the quarterfinals and against Spain and Spain and Portugal as well. And Portugal semi-final, but it was like. He just used to glide across the football field. It was just, it was just like he was on skates the whole time. 
you get people talking about how amazing midfielders nowadays are generational talents. Like I was a generational talent then. Yeah. One of the best players I've ever seen on the football pitch. And even his football, like, even his footballing brain, you see it when he was a manager at Real Madrid, but when he was a midfielder, the brain that he had, the IQ, it's like he'd see passes nobody else would see. One of the best films I've ever seen about a football player is about Zinedine Zidane's final game against uh, Villarreal at the Bernabeu. And yeah. everything in that film is just focused on Zidane, what he does, how he looks across the pitch, how he passes the ball, how he glides across the pitch, how he goes about his business on the pitch. And you can see 35, 36 years old, barely a drip of sweat on his head. Yeah. So intelligent. And it showed a new brand of footballers coming through as well. Because if he was, he was the man that brought Luka Modric and Tony Cruz together in that midfield, Casemiro mm. and with Isco, and you're just looking at these players thinking they're being taught by one of the greatest midfielders of all time how to be one of the best midfielders of their generation as well. Must have been mind blowing for them. Probably was, still wasn't, was, but it was just so good. So everything he did, penalties, free kicks, shots outside the headline. goal, headers, headers, headline. the two, the two in the World Cup final. Mm. In ninety eight, mm. uh, yeah, the headbutt on Matarazzi. We'll leave the headbutt. We're going to focus on the positive. But that's thing. like his, that's like his low point. He yeah. finished career and like I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's how it is, really. Um, but yeah, now it's your turn. So we've got number five now. Yeah, we've done four. So it's your turn now. Yeah, you've done the fourth one. Number five, um, David Beckham. David Beckham is probably at number one because yeah. I loved David Beckham as a yeah. kid. My first yeah. footballing hero, the first player I got on the back of my shirt, the first person I cried about after um, he, he left Man United, the first person I cried because his country lost in the World Cup, England in 2002. <laughs> um, trademark three years against Greece, one of my earliest footballing memories. Amazing to see what a fun player he was to play. And the best thing about David Beckham was his dedication to his game because you see so many players with their off-field nonsense that they do. Back in those days, David Beckham would still continue that, but his dedication to his craft was unreal. I remember seeing so many things about how Roy Keane was saying things about how David Beckham, none of that things would affect him off the pitch, but it was so fun to just play with him as a striker for Rude Van Nistelrooy, for Paul Scholes coming on the edge of the box, Ryan Giggs on the other side. Andy Cole and Dwight York. Andy Cole, Dwight York, big factors in that 99 treble winning team. But for me, seeing him from like 2002, 2003, those kind of areas as well, just looking at him thinking, this guy's really good. He's got a really good chip. I think it was against Birmingham City at home. We just dinked the keeper and he had this long blonde hair. And he was just there like, this is the guy. This guy's so yeah. sick. Yeah, when he few, left, yeah. Out, yeah. Uh, when against West Ham as well, mm. away, Elton Park just dinked it in, which is insane. But yeah, man, that final game against Charlton when he was walking around the pitch and you could see the Gary Neville saying, yeah, I'm going to be leaving. You could lip read it from the team. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't want you to leave. I didn't understand football politics back in the day when I was a kid. I was like, Beckham's my guy. <laughs> There's only this year, 2021, when I got a shirt, a shirt name on the back of my shirt because I never had that ever since David Beckham. Oh, I was like, nah, this guy, this guy brought me to tears once upon a time. <laughs> they get England captain uh, for a number of years scoring some amazing goals and just some amazing goals. Mm. That goal against Ecuador in the World Cup still has a place in my heart in that yeah. round of six. Fun guy to watch and someone who I wish I watched more of when he moved to Real Madrid but again, didn't have the capacity to do it. But yeah, David Beckham got number five. I agree with that. Good man. Number Good six. Gone number six. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Yep. Who's he in this game? Ronaldinho. He was just like, I don't know, some of the stuff that he used to pull off on the football field, you don't see anyone do that anymore. Nobody can do that. Even, would, you even would you say Ronaldinho changed the way football was played in Europe? Well. With all of his skills and his fancy flair. I don't know. Cause what, we have I don't a know. Because what he did, what he did on the pitch, nobody else can do. I've never seen anyone replicate that. Even Neymar. Mm. Like, he used to do the most outrageous flick and then bang a shot without even having any backlift. Like, you don't see anyone do that. Like, all against Chelsea, that was ridiculous. Like, you saw, uh, Barcelona against Real Madrid when he tore him up at the Bernabeu and the whole Bernabeu gave him a standing ovation. No other players ever got that. 
Not even Messi's got that. No, He's been there happy nobody. Because he was just too good for Mbappe. Like just way too good. If you're a defender, you would be hated to play against Ronaldinho. One of the guys in history you wouldn't want to play against is Ronaldinho. The Brazilian, Brazilian way of playing football, Joga Bonito, Ronaldinho defined that. I'm still, I'm still sour about um, the 2002 World Cup with Ronaldinho. I can't lie. I can't lie. That goal against David <laughs> yeah, That goal with David Seaman. <laughs> David Seaman, what are you doing? Get back on your line. <laughs> I was just like, like, I was like that meme guy. He's got his knife in his hand. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that was me. That was me seeing David, David Seaman continue against Ronaldinho. I'm just like, I'm yeah. honoured by his face when he goes off celebrating too. I'm like, no, no. And I'm I'm still gutted that he went to Barcelona instead of Man United. It's like this I'm close, this close to signing for Man United. We got Cristiano Ronaldo. What's in our favour? Yeah, but we could have had Ronaldinho as well, as well as Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, we could have. We could have. I'm trying to look at a positive side of things. But I'm like, nah. Imagine if you had those two. I had to get like FIFA 2004 and buy them and put them. On he the was thing. he was that close to joining Man United. That close. So you you. On the I remember that summer to be fair as well. Three seasons, we were just talking about it. We were just like, oh yeah, Ronaldinho is going to come. We're looking at that. Uh, and then Barcelona, season. Barcelona came with the last minute and said, no, nope. not happening, son. You're off, mate. You're off. Yeah, oh, Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. Um, so how many done now? Five, six. That's six. Five, six. Um, mm. So what we got? Henri. Henri. Zidane. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, yeah. Robin, six. Yeah, Robin, six. So now we've got four more, right? Um, let me go goalkeeper-wise. Uh, let me go goalkeeper-wise. I'm going to go someone who I quite enjoyed watching, more for his antics than anything, but is more so, not really his antics, but the way he kind of, he was different from a lot of these keepers around the time. Petr Cech. I really enjoyed watching Petr Cech as a goalkeeper. I, I, I enjoyed Van der Sar, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Jens Lehmann, Oliver Kahn. I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say Fabian Bartes and say antics. Nah, it's, it's the lack of antics for me because that's what kind of the 2000 keepers had. They had a lot of antics, a lot of bravado about them. They used to like to scare people about because of how they were as like crazy men on the pitch, which is which is fun. But when you're looking at Petr Cech and how calm he was, and even how calm he is now, it's ridiculous yeah. to see how a, an amazing calm man, like he just kept so many clean sheets for Chelsea and for Jose Mourinho's Chelsea especially immense players to watch and there's someone who I really enjoyed watching unless he was playing against Manchester United because you're just like it's not going in it's not going in it's not going in <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be looking at that team sheet begging please let Hilario play please let Car- Carlo Cudicini play in his place or Begovic play or something like that whoever was a sub goalie at the time you saw, you saw Petr Cech on the team sheets yet we've lost yeah <laughs> we're not scoring Man this story Ronaldo really looking <laughs> Darren Fletcher may have scored a goal against and make it 1-0 Man United Old Trafford but nah man I think a better check is so underrated in, in this day and age Chelsea fans greatly appreciate him I think yeah. but in terms of some of the greatest keepers we've ever seen or some of the greatest keepers we've seen in our lifetime better check is up there for me I really do like him and it's just annoying that he was a Chelsea keeper because once again Man United could have signed him that summer that he went to Chelsea 15 yeah. million I think Brent wanted yeah. him yeah. Uh, so I've decided not to pay that he went for Roy Carroll and uh, Tim Howard, which obviously was worth the decision. Made no sense to me. Yeah. Go on then, number eight, who you got? I'm going to go for a defender. I'm going to go for a defender, Paolo Maldini. We talk about Paolo Maldini all the time as one of the best defenders of a great game of football, let alone in our generation. Yeah, it's either that or his defensive partner, Alessandro Nesta. I'm going to go for Maldini. Go for both of them if you need to. You want to make well, you them. They're all joint. They're all joint. I'm, I'm going to add to that. I'm going to pop, I'm going to pop Philip Lahm in there as well because I enjoyed Philip Lahm playing a lot. Well, you, if you go for Philip Lahm, I'm going to put pa- Fabio Cannavaro there as well. <laughs> We've used up our ten of former players. You don't <laughs> I've got one to pick. I'm picking Lahm. <laughs> Lahm's, Lahm's in there before, um, before me because I just like his versatility. I did an assessment on him as well for my university. I talked about how Philip Lahm was a ridiculously talented player. Moving uh-huh. from fullback to centre midfielder, and how Pep Guardiola yeah. called him one of the uh, brightest players. Most well, intelligent. Paolo Maldini did that as well. Paolo Maldini used to play centre midfield. He played centre no. back, right back, centre midfield. 
he could play up front and he'd still be playing to his 40s odd. Because again, here's someone who looks up his body ridiculously. But Paolo Maldini was just like, good to know. Like, when you look at the ultimate defender, Paolo Maldini. When like, you look at defenders, who would they look up to? Paolo Maldini. Yeah, it's like he never used to break a sweat. Isn't mm. it? I think he said that when you have to make a tackle, it means you're already too late. It's true. The you, should already, never. you should already sniff out the defense, the, the ball even before it's come. If there's any people listening who's a defender, just Google Paolo Maldini if you've never heard of it. Just listen and learn from Paolo Maldini. Yeah, all you youths that have never seen Paolo Maldini play. It's true. There you, are a lot of youths out there who have never seen Paolo Maldini. He was the one. Like, forget Van Dyke. Forget, I don't know who else is. Well, people, people say Van Dyke is the best defender they've seen. You could have paid £80 million for Paolo Maldini's prime, and that wouldn't have been enough, even with the inflation out of that. It's like £150 million is worth, or so £200 million. How many players would have been worth £200, £300 million? You'd you pay anything to have Paolo Maldini in the team. For him to stay at AC Milan all his life, it's like... Loyalty. Don't get loyalty like that in football anymore. Loyalty, that's what it's... Exactly. There are some players that had ridiculous loyalty to their clubs. Yeah. Go on, who's your number 10? I've already said Lam, so make it up. Nesto Cannavaro, who are you going for? I don't know. Can't they be both joint? <laughs> you can be, you can be, yeah, we'll do it as 11 then. So put, we'll put 9 on one of the other things that we have to do. But yeah. Nestor and Cannavaro. Yeah, those deep. three Italian defenders just knew the art of defending. How it is, man. How it is. I've never seen... Uh, I've not seen... Well, maybe we had a few in the Premier League, but they weren't as good as those three. They weren't as larger than life in those three, I'd say. Yeah. Probably better. Probably better with Bravado, but it's what, it's what it is, really. They won the World Cup. We did. Yep. Them. They won. Um, they won. Yeah. They won everything. Trust me. That's 11 things you love about football in terms of former players. So now we're going to do, um, what can we do the, the speed things? But I did say 15, 20 minutes, but we're going to go for the four hours normal. Um, you're, you're going so, to go for 51 things you love about football, not 50. Now nah, we're, we're, we're going to minor something. So <laughs> let's go for nine countries that we love about football. Nine countries. Nine countries we love about football. Yeah, so this could be the national team. This could be um, in terms of just watching them play or just... Uh, Countries that you really love about the football, the football world, really. So I'm going to start off by saying I love the football in country known as Brazil because Brazil has brought us so many amazing players. They've brought us so much passion to the game, so much joy to the game. And the Brazil 2014 World Cup was one of the best World Cups I've ever seen. Minus England being absolutely beat, like they were dreadful. The worst World Cup I've ever seen. In England. Yeah, but Brazil got absolutely annihilated in their own World Cup as well. That's why I found it quite funny. I, I didn't mind Brazil getting. Uh, absolutely battered by Germany. That was quite funny because they joined Ramadan as well. So I like, yeah. guess to go to the pro. But I, looked, I saw it like five one. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, it's like, like that Brazilian team was nothing on the Brazilian teams of the past. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They brought so much joy to just neutral fans because even in 2002 when they won the World Cup, they were great. 2006 when they had all these amazing superstars in the team. Yeah. They were great, fantastic to watch them. But yeah, in terms of footballing countries, Brazil's on that list for me who have you got to answer who should I go for I'm going to go for Netherlands total wow. football total football started I'm representing it like I'm actually from the Netherlands but started oh. by Cruyff carried on by Van Basten and the likes then we had 98 we had uh, Dennis Bergkamp Edgar Davids would you put 2014 in there with that 2010, 2014. Yeah. They, well, they're not really, that wasn't really total football. The it wasn't total football, but it was still great football to get yeah. the final. It was winning final. football. It wasn't total football. Like, the Dutch team of 98 was total football, but they never mm. got very far. That's true. The Dutch team of 2000, 2002 was total football. 2004 as well. But again, never got very far. But still, for me, they played football the way it's meant to be played. The way it's meant to be played. That's how it is, man. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, in terms of the way that it's meant to be played, I'm going to go for the top 10 countries 
for me. It's going to be a bit of a curveball, but I'm going to go for South Africa. Hmm. Again, it's, it's more the mindset of me thinking, like, look at the tournaments we've had in the past, how they've been, what's kind of given us some good memories about football in South Africa 2010. Again, these World Cups, they stood up. Um, they've stood up for the test of time. Not really because of a Suarez handball or that awful Jabulani ball or the Lampard handball. But it was some amazing football that we saw in, in the Windsor World Cup that we hadn't seen before. It's fun to see Africa host the World Cup. It's fun to see African teams yeah. in the World Cup doing really well and having some proper support. Because a lot of these fans, they don't actually get to go to all of these uh, Japan, Korea, or these Russians as much as they would when they're in South Africa. But it was fantastic to see a uh, South African World Cup in 2010. It was just awkward to see how um, Ghana could have made it through to the, I think it was the semi-final. Um, but they knocked yep. out because of Suarez handball and then they missed penalty and all of that. But that's just how it is. But South Africa is a country that's full of vibrant um, football fans. I've been there personally. It's been a fantastic experience to go there. And the fact that when you get to go to these different countries, you would know as well as I have. When you go to these, the Premier League is still a big thing. European football is still a big thing. And they're just as passionate as you are back in England. It's just the fact that they don't have the opportunity to live in it and go to the European yeah. game. But I, I, I definitely love that because the passion is definitely alive and kicking in Africa, especially in South Africa, from what I see. Uh, number four, Adam, who are you going for in terms of countries? Number four, I'm going to go for Italy because of how nuts they are about football. It's like, football in Italy is like, calcio, it's like a religion there. It is a religion. There's, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, there's two there's two cathedrals in Milan that we visited: the Duomo and the San Siro behind you. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. when you're in Italy, if you're from the north, you don't like people from the south because mainly it's due to football. Mm. <laughs> well, any reason. Really, it's like you don't like anyone, you don't like someone from the south because you support blah, blah. And if you're from the South, you don't like anyone from the North. As I said, football there is a religion. The fans are just mental, the crazy fanatics, the noise, the passion, the atmosphere they create in the grounds. We've seen it firsthand. And we experienced that at Wembley this summer as well. We went to the European semi final. Yeah. Being amongst the Italian fans, when Donnarumma uh, did his bit, when Jorginho did his bit, when Chiesa scored that amazing goal. Fans went wild and they loved it and we loved it as well, just as neutral fans. I know you were back in uh, Italy in that game, to be fair. I was back in Spain because I wanted an easier game because Italy ended up winning the European Championships last summer as well, yeah. which is the worst thing possible because you wanted England to win. But Italy won it on our home, on, on our home turf. But Italy, to be fair, they have a, a great a set of fans, a great set of players on them, great way of playing the game as well. Because it's something that everyone knows how the Italians will play. And you're just there like, no, not this year, man. He's like, no, not this year. We've got some attacking players. We're going to do it differently. We're going to have some fun playing. And they were a fun team to watch. They were very enjoyable to watch as well, which is really good to see. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I wholeheartedly agree for number four. We've got Italy in there as well. Number five, I'm going to go for Portugal. Portugal. Portugal, because they've given us some amazing players over the years. And they've given Manchester United and Real Madrid one of the best players of the time. I'm going to say the same thing with Argentina, to be fair, in terms of Lionel Messi, um, uh, Maradona, all of these amazing players coming from Argentina, because you get some amazing footballing nations, but I think Portugal, as well as Argentina, which I'll use for the fifth and the seventh one that I'm going to use for just giving us these footballing geniuses and these footballing icons that we will forever remember. When we're old and grain, there's amazing players coming through at that time, and your grandkids are like, this player's really good. We'll be like, no, you don't know about Messi. You don't know about Ronaldo. <laughs> don't know about it at all. But no, even when I went to Portugal on holiday to um, Lisbon, was, you could tell the fans were electric. They love, not just Ronaldo, obviously they love the local teams like Benfica, Lisbon, Porto. Luis Figo. Luis Figo, Eusebio, he's got a statue in Lisbon as well. Rui Costa. Just looking at all these legends and you're just there like, how have they not won a World Cup with Ronaldo yet? Have they not done this? Have they done that? I know they won a European Championship, but you want to see Ronaldo with a big trophy in his hand. And yeah. it'd, be, it'd be the world of Portugal. And it'd be the world of Argentina as well. That's my fifth and my seventh one down. Portugal and Argentina, respectively. Who have we got next for you? You can go for two and try and get two in a row. 
How many got left? Two or one? You've got two, then I've got one to make it nice. So we're on, they're on 20. Okay. This should be a drinking game. If anyone's listening and they drink alcohol, we don't drink alcohol. You should be able to have a drink. <laughs> drinking water, not sponsored or anything, but. I'm going to go for another footballing mad country that their fans are mental as well Argentina. Yeah, that's, that's my number seven. That's six, man. five, and six. Argentina. You killed it with Argentina. Argentina. The players that produce way the nuts about their football as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they produce some amazing players over over time. Messi, Maradona. It's on our bucket list to go to Argentina to rather a Boca Juniors game or a Real Plata game and be able to watch a game in Argentina. Hopefully we can still get to do that in the future. I know it's, it's, a, it's a mission and a half to get there, especially with the finances of COVID and everything. But to experience that firsthand would be absolutely insane. It would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, South American game, especially Argentina. Great to see. Oh. Yeah, Argentina. Uh, yeah, six. Uh, number seven, I'm going to go for. No, I'm going to go for. Do I want to go for England? No, I don't want to go for England. To be fair, I want to go for. I would go for. Scotland. I'm going to go for Scotland. They brought, cool. a Sir Alex, they brought a Sir Alex Ferguson, one of the greatest managers of all time. <laughs> That's it. There you go. I, I love Scotland because of yeah, the no. Rangers, and I love Scotland because of Sir Alex Ferguson coming to Manchester United and yeah, developing okay. one of the greatest people in mind of all time. Yeah. Go on, make it number eight. You're number eight. Spain. Spain, amazing football. The way they played in that 2010, 2012, and 2008 tournament. Yeah. Off the charts. Off the charts. Insane. Revolutionary football style. Insane domination. Tiki Taka. Tiki Taka. Tiki no striker. Just, just passing the other team to death. Just, just, just obliterating them with passing. They need the strongest men on the pitch. They need the fastest men on the pitch. Yeah. They just obliterate them by playing the way. Football to be played in better ways. Me as a football coach, if I want to teach kids to play, I'll teach them that way for 2010, 2012. They had little players, but they were just intelligent as no one can imagine. They didn't even play with a strike. Yeah, they didn't. It was fun to watch them. It was really fun to watch them. It was really annoying to be against them. It was really fun to watch them. Yeah. As a neutral side. Um, last but not least, the last country I love about in the footballing world would be... <laughs> Can I go for who's an, who's an odd one that I can go for? Go for England. Yeah, let's go for England. England, they have the Premier League. Iceland. Amazing. Iceland, <laughs> I was thinking of, you know, I slightly think of Iceland for beating England in 2016. That was a funny, funny moment. Not for me as an England fan, but it's just funny in general when you look back at how dead that team was for England. To lose to this Iceland team. Yeah, swapping them out for Iceland because Iceland is just that, that underdog team. You need an underdog every now and then in football. And it's cool when you're, when you're in Iceland. It's a fun place to go. Needs more football, I think. It would be great fun to do that. Let's coach in Iceland. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. We're at 20 now, so 30 more to go. Um, let's bang through 10 stadiums we love about football. I'm just going to do five, then you do five. Okay. So, five. San Zero, Old Trafford, Wembley. Um, Stadio Bernabeu. And then this one will be, this one's an old one, but I'm going to go for Celtic Park. You did San Siro? I said San Siro, yeah. So we've done San Siro, Old Trafford, Celtic Park. Um, Wembley. Wembley. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm sure it's a five. Old Trafford, Wembley, San Siro, Celtic Park, Estadio Bernabeu. Let's go for Estadio Bernabeu. Make it five. Because I don't know any in Argentina, like the Bombonera or um, the one in Mexico would be amazing as well. Yeah, Azteca. Azteca would be sick. Go on, you choose five. Hmm. Camp now. Camp now. Um, Dortmund Stadium. Signal to the Cup. Two. You've been to the Cape Town one, though. 
Yeah. And I've been to oh. the one in Jacksonburg, Soccer City. Soccer City, you could do. You could do. And I've been to the one in Durban as well. I would have put the one in Osaka in as well. The one when I went to Osaka, that'd be sick. The Gamper Osaka Stadium. We saw it from the Haruka's building. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to well. think of a stadium. I'll take, up, I'll take up the burn about to put that Gamper Osaka Stadium there because that was live. That was insane. <laughs> and the night times lit up stadium. I'm trying to think of the stadium with the best atmosphere. What's he going to do now? You've got... I'm not going to say Anfield. Um, no, I'm not putting Anfield on there, even though they have... I don't, don't want to admit it, but I'm not putting them on there. We're not putting Anfield on, on the 15 yes, you love about football. Just stay off Liverpool. Uh, who can you go for? Who could you go That's got to be like an international one, though. Like a Stadio Olimpico, something like that, or... Mestalla and Valencia. No. Go for one in the 2014 World Cup, maybe. Uh, what was it? The one in Brasilia was pretty sick. The one in Rio, obviously, was pretty good. The Maracanã. Maracanã is always the one. Yeah, Maracanã. And I've got one more. Purely because of what it's done. Because of the World for. Cup. Not just because of the World Cup, but what it stands for. It's like another home of football, really, across the world. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more. We've got one more, one more. B. Huh. I'm going to go for it's, it's not really, it's like, where can you go? You're kind of looking yeah. through all the cups in your mind thinking about it. So I was just thinking of a couple of the cups. I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's, it's a difficult time. one. It's a mm. difficult one. I should, have gone, I should have gone for the Stadio, uh, Stadio Stadium of Light in Portugal, in Lisbon. Because I've been there. Like, eh. Stadio de Luz. Stadio, yeah, I could have gone for that. But yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick five. I'm going to go for Stadio Olimpico in Rome. Go for it. It's a six alien host to the most amazing clubs in Italy as well. Um, yeah. Sad times for Man United fans there. But we don't need to be reminded of that. That's not why we were reminded of that. Um, then we've got 10 managers. So now we're just going to go through 10. We're not going to explain them. So 10 managers that we've lost past or present. So Swartz Ferguson, Jose Mourinho. Uh, I'm going to go for Luca Powell. I'm going to go for Didier Deschamps. Things in quality for France. And the next one I'm going to go for... Not the ball guy. Not which bold guy? Mm. I was hoping you'd pick that. <laughs> Luis Enrique. They're my five. Mm. Okay. five. Go on. I'll let you pick Pep. You five pick managers Pep. ever. Yeah. Five Pep. different ones that I picked, obviously. So just add Pep. it to the list. Um, I want to say Jurgen Klopp. But he's associated with Liverpool, so no. You can clock for his British Dortmund days. No, he's associated with Liverpool, so no. Still Liverpool, isn't it? It's like saying Arsenal Wenger, that you're associated with Arsenal. Like, eh, there's only so much Arsenal you can put in a video. Yeah, but I can I can include Arsenal Wenger because he was a legendary manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Wenger. Second one. Wenger. Third it? one. Can be Zinedine Zidane. No, but who wins? Who wins that many Champions Leagues on the bounce? Such a sick manager. I wish we could get him. It'd be so good if we had him. Yeah, better than only got a social currently. I would say that's three. I've got two more. Two more that I've seen. Marcello Litti, maybe. Nah. Manzini again former Man City manager nah. new manager currently Gattuso Spalletti um, Vicente Del Bosque Del Bosque was a boss quality manager 
And uh, you said Louis van Gaal, didn't you? I said Louis van Gaal, yeah. Hmm. Final manager. So it's, it's literally like, do you love them as a manager or do you just love the way they play the game? Oh, that's a bit yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Who played the difficult one? The difficult one, that. Carlo Ancelotti. Oh yeah, how did we forget? Legend of the game. Not just for Everton, but for AC Milan. AC Milan. AC Milan, Real Madrid. And now back at Real Madrid going to do bits with them as well. Yeah. Ancelotti probably doesn't get a lot of credit and I think he should have gone... Man United should have gone from years ago, man. When he left Chelsea, he really should have gone from... Yeah. Sorry, I'll always get annoyed at that because he was... I think he was a vain for us. They should have just gone for him because no matter where he was, just gone for him. Mm. It would have been good for him as well, for him to go to Manchester United as well, but it wasn't the case. Your Pankers would have been another manager, but I didn't really love watching them play. It wasn't. It was like only that season when they won the Champions League, and the, they were good then, but it was like before that, I didn't really like. It wasn't amazing, and he yeah. wasn't like amazing. I think that's how, that's how it's perceived. Could have gone for Phil Scolari. Because he won the World Cup with Brazil, then the Euros with no, he didn't win the Euros with Portugal. He took them to the Euros. Go to the win. final. Go to the final. He, he didn't win it. But then you he got him. he got demolished in his own backyard in the World Cup. So nah, not glory. Yeah, like how people go. Oh yeah, Gareth Southgate's a good manager, but no, no, nah. not going to or Capella any England managers like that. Van Basten, I couldn't have gone, gone for Van, ba- Van Basten because his team played good football when he managed them in the Euros. Yeah. 2008, I think it was. 2008, yeah, before the World Cup in 2010. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we've got 10 players that we both are watching now currently that we both love about a beautiful game at the moment in football. So, 10 players, five for me and five for you. Um, this is going to be very odd for me. Very, very odd for me. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, current player who I love. You know, Messi, who I love. I can watch at the moment. And for the last 15, 20 years of their career, we don't need to say anything more on this podcast. If you don't love those, you don't really love football at all. That's how, that's how I see it. Um, for me personally, I really like watching Erling Haaland. I think he's a fantastic young player. and I think he's going to be someone who we're going to appreciate over the next 10, 15 years if he keeps up the current form. Then who would I say? Because there's lots to choose from. Would you say Ronaldo? Did you say Ronaldo Messi? So Ronaldo Messi, so Harlan, Tony Cruz is someone who I love watching. I love watching Tony Cruz. The joy to watch the way he conducts the midfield. You don't get that much joy in, in watching midfielders, but I do with Tony Cruz because it's so fun. He's not the most amazing or the most technical one, fastest one. No, not technical. He's one of the most technical midfielders I've ever seen. But not one of the fastest midfielders or. Uh, ultra aggressive or athletic. It's so good to watch as a ball player if you're so fun to watch. And then this one, who do I get in? Who do I enjoy from this Man United stuff? No. It's like Ronaldo. It's Ronaldo. Oh. See at them. Bruno Fernandes, maybe? Bruno Fernandes. Um, I'm going to go for David De Gea. I do like watching David De Gea. When you make some of these amazing saves, especially over the last couple of years when Man United is it fun to watch? And is it someone who I, I keep saying things like David De Gea saved my soul or I should have named my David De Gea. I was going to name my cat David De Gea um, but it turned out to be a female cat so that doesn't make sense but it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Five players from yourself who you can add to this list of players that you enjoy watching. So I mentioned Ronaldo, Messi, Harlem, De Gea and Tony Cruz. I'll go for more PSG players. Mbappe is one. Awesome player. So good. I'm going to say Neymar as well. Minus the diving and rolling around. We've talked about that over the years for a long period of time. But Neymar's one. It's like Neymar. when he gets on the ball, he does things that just, just make you go, whoa. You don't see it anymore. You don't see people taking chances with skills and stuff. Yeah. Uh, another one from PSG, Marco Verratti. It's someone I wish we had at Manchester United. Do you remember when you saw him in the semi-final? How good he was. Remember I kept telling you, look how Ferrati, how good Ferrati is. 
That was such a sick midfield battle between Pedri, Busquets, and then Varane and Barella on that side as well. Yeah. He's just watching it, just like Varane's got the ball. He's got the ball. He's keeping the ball. He's got the ball. And Pedri, who's like the apprentice at the time, just learning from the master across from him. Just yeah. uh, like this, this is a sick battle. It's such a sick battle. Varane, uh, come on. Uh, just enjoy watching it for 19 minutes and not get bored. It's just the way he keeps the ball, the way he passes, keeps everything ticking. It's just like, wow. Lots to do, lots to do, Marco. Um, got a lot of time for thought as well. Got you got two more. Which two footballers would you add to this list that make you go wow, that makes you enjoy football, that makes you love football? Mm. <laughs> Trent Alexander Arsenal. No. Mohamed Salah. Or you're gonna just jump up with something random like that. No. Oh my days! Imagine if you did. I'm trying to think of who gets me off my seat when they watch them. But I'm looking at some of the Man United players and thinking before they moved to Man United, they got me off my seat. Jaden Sancho. Yeah, Jaden Sancho. Donny van der Beek. Edison Cavani was one of them as well. I thought, wow, Cavani, such a sick striker. Ibrahimovic for you, maybe? Not now. But he still was yeah. a current player, so he yeah. still makes you go, wow, what the fuck, man? Maybe because he's not in the retired list, is he? He's on the current players list. Yeah, he's, well, he's like almost forty. It's like twenty two years away. Mm. So then again, you're adding to that PSG list, aren't you? Yeah, and when he was at Man United, he was like that as well. Mm. But now he's like he's almost done. So no, well, it's, it's like it's like with Hazard. You think of Hazard in Chelsea, but he's still playing for Real Madrid. Dead for Real Madrid. Yeah, I'm not going to look at. If you look at now and think, wow, wow, Owen Wilson, wow. That's that's what I'm trying to think. Who who do I see that would go, wow? Does Harry Kane make you go, wow? Nah, nah, never. Robert Lewandowski make you go, wow? Suarez, maybe? Why is it so hard? So I pick the easy ones. Any young players coming through for you that you go, wow, that you think Pedri. are free? Pedri. Pedri's a fun player to watch. I do I do like how he plays. Yeah. Pedri from Barcelona. Uh, one more player. Junior, maybe? Fun player to watch. Exciting nah. Nah. Marcus Rashford, He's a bit hit and miss. Rashford, no. Rashford just frustrates you. He's like, what are you different doing? Stop shooting the ball out! Stop doing it! If you're, if you're watching our matchday vlogs, you'll be hearing me shouting and screaming at Marcus Rashford with so many chances. What's it so hard for? You've only got one more to pick. It's because you're thinking of rival players and you're like, I can't pick him because there's a rival player. You know. Kevin Bruyne. Kevin Bruyne. Kevin Bruyne. Oh, this guy's sick. Romelu Lukaku, Chelsea player. Uh, nah, De Bruyne. I'm going to go for De Bruyne. De Bruyne is our final one. Yeah. My God, De Bruyne. What a player. Just... I remember when he joined and he joined as a winger to um, Chelsea uh, Man City oh Man City yeah sorry uh, uh, Chelsea yeah as a winger he didn't play it for, for Mourinho it's just fun to see how he does now but um, yeah I, do you reckon we can go through everything we've just said let's see if we can let's see if we can go through everything we've just said all the 50 things we love about football <laughs> so 10, let's see if it's a memory game 10 for one plays this is an open six order everyone listening but it's going to be quite fun Ten former players we've got. We've got Cannavaro, we've got Nesta, we've got Lam, we've got Martini, we've got Zidane, we've got Bernardo Nazario, we've got Henri, we've got Ian Robin, uh, we've got two more. Ronaldinho, David Beckham. Yeah. Ronaldinho, David Beckham. But you say Nesta, Cannavaro, Ronaldinho, Lam. We had one more, didn't we? That's ten. Pet check. We had eleven. Pet check. That's eleven. Ten countries. So we said Iceland. So we said um, Spain, we said Portugal, we said Argentina, we said uh, South Africa. Um, <laughs> got five more, didn't we? Did we say? No, we got we got nine for the series, so it's fine. We got nine Four more. Same um, again. So I've got we got Iceland, we've got Scotland, Spain, Portugal, Argentina, Argentina, Brazil, Brazil. Anyway, uh, Spain. I said Spain. Oh. Um, 
Italy? Italy. Italy. Netherlands, how is it? And Netherlands, yeah. I got one more, we had one more. It was nine. You say Italy? Yeah, I said Italy. Iceland, it's Iceland, Italy, Spain, Portugal. South Africa. Scotland, Scotland South Africa. Brazil. Brazil, Argentina. Argentina. We got that, that's fine. Then we had 10 managers, so uh, Frank Ferguson, Jose Mourinho, Lou Van Howe, um, Didier Deschamps, and then I had the fifth one as Luis Enrique, and then you had Pep, uh, Pep Del Bosque, Ancelotti, Van Basten. Van Basten, and who's the other one? <laughs> What was the other one? Who did you pick? It wasn't Mancini, it wasn't Manchalo Lippi. Who was it? You said Van Basten. You went Van Basten? You did. Ancelotti. Um, Ancelotti. You did Del Bosque. Pep. You did Pep. Zidane, that was it. Zidane. Zidane. Yeah, Zidane. Zidane. Um, the 10 stadium. Stadium. I said, I said Old Trafford, I said Wembley, I said... Um, San Siro. San Siro, Celtic Park, and the Osaka Stadium were changing to. So from the okay. Bernabas, so yeah, from Bernabas to the Osaka Stadium. Then you said... Signal Duna. Signal and Duna. Camp Nou. Stadio Olimpico, Camp Nou, and... Was it the Azteca? Was it the Brazilian one? You said Maracanã. Um, you said the South Africa one. Or did you yeah. put it as a free... Yeah. The free, the yeah. free South Africa. And then the 10 players we did um, for 50 things we love about football was Ronaldo, Messi, Haaland, Tony Cruz, David De Gea, Mbappe, okay. Neymar, Baratti, Pedri, and Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. We're done. We're done, viewers. This is going to be fun to edit, but it was quite fun to just do really, literally realizing why we love football so much. So much to love about football. So much to go through, which is brilliant. <sighs> Time to breathe. Any last words out of episode 50 of 50 things you have about football? Nah. Good enough to add. <laughs> I'm done as well. Quite a back to you, Everyone, thanks for listening. I feel, like this, I feel like there's probably more that we missed out, but it's not coming. We didn't plan it. We can do another 50 things we love about football later on. I think this episode will be quite fun to listen back. It was an Im- impromptu conversation. It, that was it. Impromptu conversation discussing football because we needed a podcast topic for this week. But yeah, everyone, thanks for listening to 50 episodes of Friday Night Couch. So thanks for listening on YouTube. Thanks for subscribing wherever you are in the world. We appreciate it. I hope you can get some 50 more up and running over the next couple, couple of weeks. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, we enjoy making this content for you anyway, so it's great. Take care and goodbye.